We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, as you follow this, let's move over a few chapters here. And you find that what happened, that God got ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. You know what he did? He came walking up one day with two angels to Abraham's tent. God himself. And visited with him. The angels went on to Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Lord said, uh, shall we hide from Abraham what we're going to do? Seeing he'll be a mighty nation, we've made this covenant with it. We've got to talk to Abraham. So he talked to Abraham about this. And he said, Abraham said, well, now, wait a minute. If there's 50 righteous there, would you destroy the city? No, he said, I wouldn't. And Abraham said, will not the God of all the earth do right? And then he starts down, all the way down. He goes down to 10. And he thinks, surely there's 10 righteous there. But there wasn't. Now, let me show you something here. If Lot had got out and won a few, he could have saved the whole city. And let me point out another thing here. There's people today that believe that we're going to have to hoard up food and hide in the mountains because we're going through the tribulation and that God is going to destroy this nation. And here God says, if there's ten righteous there, I won't destroy the city. This nation is doing 95% of all the missionary work around the world, and you mean to tell me because of a few no-good, rebellious hoodlums that God's going to destroy the nation? You've got to be kidding. You've got to be kidding. You can go hide in the mountain and store up taters if you want to, but I put on the helmet of salvation, got the sword of the Spirit, shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I'm not going to hide. I'm going to stay here. Glory to God. Until Jesus says it's enough and comes after me. Then I'm going, praise God. You can tribulate if you want to. I'm going to have a supper. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so he talks with Abraham about that. Now, come right on over. Everything's going great. This covenant's working great. God comes and talks to Abraham about what he's going to do to Sodom and Gomorrah. And he has access through that. You see, he needed the authority of a man. Now, I know that there's a lot of people that say, well, that's a bunch of stuff. But now, if you study the way this thing's brought out, why doesn't God destroy the devil now? Why didn't he do it years ago? Because of his word. Because of his word, the lease on the earth. He has to work through men. That's the reason the body of Christ is here today, to destroy the works of the devil. Don't you know that God could take one flip of his little finger and send his saddle home, John? He's done. But it'd be illegal to do it now. But when the earth lease runs out, he has had it, Mac. You can mark it down in your book. Everything going great, but look at chapter 22. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee up to the land of Moriah, and offer him there a burnt offering 
upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. Did you notice that Abraham did not argue about this? Now that's astounding. He understood that blood covenant. He stood there and thought, you know, God, you're going to give me all your assets and I'm going to give you all my assets and then you're going to give me all your liabilities and I'll give you all of my liabilities. And he thought, my mother didn't raise no fools. That's a good deal. See, if I had a blood covenant with this man down here, if I got ready to get some money and I didn't have any, I wouldn't ask him, could I write a check on your bank account? I'd just walk up to him and say, give me your checkbook. And he'd have to hand it over. Because what he's got's mine, what I got's his. And Abraham knew that. Everything's going great. And then God walks up to him one day and said, now Abraham, go offer your only son. Now he's the one that the Messiah is coming through. He is the one that the seed of the woman is going to show up from. And God says, kill him. Offer him as a sacrifice. That used to make me so mad. I got mad at God. I'd say, God, why did you tell Abraham to kill his son? You're the one that wrote and said, Thou shalt not kill. I couldn't understand it. But now let me show you something. Let's read about this sacrifice that he made. But I want you to know that one of the most astounding stories is right here. 22nd chapter. Now, he takes his son and binds him and puts him up on the altar. And I want you to listen to what Isaac said. Verse 7, Isaac spake to Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire, the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Now notice the wording of that. God will provide himself a lamb. I don't believe Abraham knew what he said, but he's prophesying. That's exactly what God did. God provided himself as a lamb. Himself. Now, you know the story. They got everything. He raises the knife to kill his son, and the angel of the Lord calls out to him and says, don't do it. Don't do it. And he turned around, and there is the ram caught in the bushes. And then verse 16 says, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing. Notice, God considered it done. God considered it done. Now here's what I want to point out to you. When it says God did tempt Abraham, that word tempt means prove. Here is a covenant God has made that is so powerful that it gives God access into the earth to destroy the works of the devil and to set up what will be redemption for mankind. And he must have this legal entry. It has to come through that covenant. This must work. It cannot fail because this child Isaac is the only one. He is the only child that that seed is going to come through. He's the only one. So God comes to Abraham and says, I'm going to prove this covenant. Now, everybody knows God would have kept his deal. But God knew that Satan would challenge this thing 
And it had to be proven in the Supreme Court of the universe that Abraham, being a mere man, would keep his part of the bargain. Because Satan would come up and say, well, now Abraham won't keep that covenant. So God had to prove that he would before the devil, the angels, and all of the universe that Abraham would validate that covenant. Now, a covenant or a contract is between two. And if one breaks that contract, it is invalid, you see. If you don't carry out your part, it's invalid. If they call upon you to keep your part and you don't do it, brother, that's not worth the paper it's written on. And here's how the Lord showed this to me. If this convention center complex was going to let a $20 million expansion Monday morning and had bids, going to receive seal bids in a certain room, in a certain hotel. And there's some guy that used to be a builder, and he's uh, got on the bottle, lost everything he had, but he's sleeping in a boxcar. And he reads the paper one morning and finds out there's a $20 million bid going to be let of expansion. He thought, well, I can do that. So he goes over there and fills out the form and bids $10 million. Well, you know he's the low bidder. But they'll have to qualify that bid. Is that man capable of performing what he says he'll do? Well, just a little check, and they'll find out he can't do it. Forget it. He can't do it. He doesn't have the ability to do it. So that is invalid. It wouldn't be worth the papers written on. God had to prove before the Supreme Court of the universe that Abraham would do what that covenant required. The whole redemption plan for man hinged on that covenant and whether Abraham validated that covenant. When Abraham raised his knife to kill his child, his only child, it was like signing that contract and validating it, and it was stamped by God. Valid, it is good, it is proven, it will stand before the Supreme Court of the universe. Now, if Abraham had failed to give his son, it would have been illegal for God and impossible for God to give his. The whole plan of redemption hinged on that covenant being proved valid. Thank God for the faith of Abraham. <laughs> Glory to God and ha ha on the devil. Praise God forevermore. Abraham proved it valid, and the Bible says in Hebrews 11th chapter that God received him in a figure. God received it done. Before we leave the broadcast, let me remind you that all of this week we have CD offer number 7114 Unforgiveness, a Thief of Faith. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. Now, when it comes to unforgiveness, we have no choice about the matter if we obey the Scripture because the Scripture tells us if we don't forgive others, we can't be forgiven. 
the great scriptures of Mark 11, 23, and 24. Whosoever shall say to the mountain, Be removed, be cast in the sea, doubt not his heart, believe what he saith, and come pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. But when you stand praying, forgive. Oh, we wish he hadn't said that sometimes. When you stand praying, forgive. For if you do not forgive your brother his trespasses, neither will the heavenly Father forgive you your trespasses. Well, of course, you've already been forgiven if you're born again, but you're going to make some mistakes, and you're going to have to ask forgiveness. You're going to have to confess your sin. You don't have to sin, but you can sin, and we do sin occasionally. Christians are not perfect. They're forgiven. And if you don't forgive others, you can't be forgiven. You just have to make up your mind that I'm going to do what the Word of God says. The apostles said to the Lord one day when he said, If your brother trespass against thee seven times in a day and repent, thou shalt forgive him. They said, Lord, increase our faith. You can forgive through faith when you can't do it any other way. And listen to what the apostle said after the Lord said that to him. He said, Increase our faith. They knew they could do it by faith, but that's the only way. You can only forgive by faith in some things. And make up your mind, I'm going to do it, and I can have what I say, so I say I forgive them. That's CD offer number 7114, Unforgiveness, a Thief of Faith. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Caps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.